When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. My name is Cody Bradley. I am here with Thad Bell, Robert Russert, and David Greenwald. In person, all mics are set up, another mess on the table. We're recording fresh after the Sporting Kansas City 3-1 loss to Atlanta United to open the season. I have no plan on how to do this pod, gentlemen. There's just a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions that we need to express, so it's just going to be a free will and discussion. Is that fair? Are we cool with that, guys? I'm good. Oh. Oh, man. No one's very excited here. I can't wait to talk about how great Kyrie Shelton is. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) You had to go there right off the bat. We we just lost Cheese Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where do we start this discussion? How do we how do we begin this? Who do we start out off on a good note? Can I can I just say I liked Indenbe? Maybe should, everybody should give one positive, one negative, like something like that. In either okay. order. Okay, well that's the only one I have, so nobody take that one. That's mine. Indenbe Indenbe looked good in his first game. You, you can you can start, man. What's your negative? Oh, a negative. Um <laughs> I I'm I am nervous about the offense. I I don't know where a lot of goals are going to come from this year if if ever game goes like that. Everybody looked at me by, right after, so I guess I'm up next. We're going clockwise, apparently. Whichever direction this is. I will go with a positive of we got to see Felipe back on the field. That's good. That was good. And since you're worried about the offense, I'm worried about the midfield. Okay, yeah. It was not. That was ugly as well. Actually, it looked better with Felipe out there, I thought. It's a different game state, but, you know, Felipe came back, came out and, Showed like he was not too far off of what he was last year when he was starting to really come on. So, Robert, you're next. Well, the positive, obviously, is Shallowy getting a goal. He's always good. To, if he gets started well, he usually keeps that going, so that's a good thing. Uh, negative, I'm going to combine your two midfield comments. The midfield, just on attack, did not add anything to the attack. Very vanilla, mm-hmm. uh, just nothing going forward. Seemed pretty predictable. Too much dependence on Johnny and Shallowy out wide with Naden Bay uh, in there helping out, but uh, that was really about it. Yeah, so I was going to say shallowy. I will pivot to uh, Jean-Nice looked great. I thought he made a lot of really nice runs uh, and was kind of all over the field for a guy who was playing out of position. Uh, the negative, I thought the midfield got overrun. They might as well have not been on the field for most of the game. And then the defense looked slow and really susceptible to getting hit on the counter. Yeah, so basically all three lines we have people worried about here. I don't, I don't know why First I'm not. First game of this year, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess that's where I'm at on the defense of, you know, I like Izzy and I like Fontas. So I guess I'm not that worried 
about the defense for whatever reason, even though they conceded three three goals tonight and a couple of them looked pretty poor. But it does the the offense is where my is where my mind goes. Yeah, the you know, that ball fell for Shallowy to boot it home and he did and you know, good for him. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like he was he was playing so poorly that you know, and the way we know of Shallowy, yes, he very badly needed a goal. Like or we don't or we don't know what would have happened. Right. That's true. <laughs> if true. he if he started off the season like that. So yeah, that's that's very good, but and you know, I know that there's a there's a striker on the way, but man, it just if Shallowy's not going to be performing at an MVP level like he was last year, then uh, then there's goals are going to be hard to come by at least I, I think at the moment. Well, I mean, at the end of the day today, they're going to be what fourteen fan bases happy, fourteen fan bases not first game of the season up down high low. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a typical first game. You're playing a tough opponent in Atlanta. 67,000 fans, not an easy task. And a lot of new blood, too. Yeah. It, it, so, like, trying to be fair about this, right, it was first game of the season, away, 70,000 fans, on turf, against a team that's actually pretty darn good, at least was to finish out last year, and we expect them to be good this year. Um, probably the biggest negative I should have really mentioned earlier, and nobody else did, was some guy that scored the second goal. <laughs> oh, I thought about it. <laughs> we were all trying to ignore we're that. Saving one. that for later. <laughs> uh, but when, when talking to Peter in the postgame presser, one of the things he pointed out was it was more that they got – it wasn't that they got caught because defense was slow. He, did, he, was, he wasn't asked this specifically, but I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but because they basically made the mistake of passing the ball to somebody else. And which caught them in a vulnerable spot. If they don't make that stupid mistake, the defense doesn't look slow because they're in the right spots. Can I interrupt briefly? Yeah, go ahead. Positive or negative that Rossell got hurt early in the game? <laughs> which way are we feeling? Well, about it's that? definitely a negative. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I I think that because he made a couple of not great passes, but then a little yeah. bit later on he was making some short passes that looked pretty good when it was, they were up towards the box. Uh, it, I don't want to put all of this on him. I know. I was just. <laughs> no, I, I get it because that's it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of fun to do to mess with people. But <laughs> I, did, I, I was never confident he would be the total answer because, I mean, he is at least in theory better defensively than Ilya or used to be. And I and we've always said he's not as good a passer as Ilya. But Ilya made some of those bad passes last year or two or the year before. Yeah, but, that's part of that position. One reason it's so unforgiving is yep. every pass, everything you do is – you know, going to be under scrutiny like that, but you know, I'm I'm a big Yuri guy, but he does deserve some some tough criticism from that. that right at the yeah. beginning of the game, he had a bad foul that gave him a good free kick, several bad passes and bad spots. So yes, just the a nightmare of a of a return for for Uri, Yuri to start here. So that's not good, but that does that's not to say I'm like I, I've given up on him for the season or anything like that. No, and I don't. I don't think we should. Although he, he needs to do better. He needs to do better. And he also apparently needs to get healthy too. You yeah, did. You just. Uh, you joined the press conference. Was there an update on that? Uh, no. Th- nobody really asked specifically about his injury. The uh, the one qu- question I know that we pr- we had was why Maori came in and then left. Maori came in because Yuri was hurt. Maori left because they needed to go forward and not just possess the ball. So it wasn't an injury thing. It was uh, he came in, 
played that spot for a little while. Peter decided that they needed to be a lot more offensive, so that's when he came out, Felipe came in. I think Peter's just trying to prove us all wrong that he knows how to sub. <laughs> but uh, I'm know, not sure that that actually indicates he knows how to sub. No, I actually <laughs> think it shows that he doesn't. And, you know, I'm more pro PV than I think a lot of people are, but it's, it's troubling that, you know, we're chasing the game. He feels the need to make a like-for-like like sub, so he puts in Maori and then realizes, oh, yeah, I didn't need to make a like-for-like like sub. We need an attacking sub, and then swaps him out. That's a bad use of your substitutions. You know, especially when Voltaire's on the field, you could have easily slid him back. Right. You know, Which is what he did. Eventually, right? But that's one sub too late. Almost every time you sub someone in and then sub them out, there's been a mistake made. Like, there, there's something did not go according to plan there. Yeah. Uh, it was really terrible tactical decision, especially for a guy who's been hurt all preseason. Okay, so question. We use three subs. Are we allowed to use three or five this season? Do we have that decided? Pretty sure it's five. I think it's five. Yeah. Okay. Premier League and all the other leagues kept yeah. kept that going. Also, on the broadcast, they had like five dotted lines under each team's name, and when they subbed, there was a dotted line that went away. Ah, uh, okay. I thought we traded away our subs for more GAM <laughs> or an international <laughs> spot. Yeah, I was just going to say, can we trade away a sub spot for international slot? I like it, actually. I'm going to ask Peter that next presser. <laughs> to Cody's point about the offense, I'm – looking at the, the passing net, like, network, and, you know, Shelton really didn't combine with anybody. He may as well not have been on the field. Um, yeah. He gave, that, he gave that ball to... Um, Voltaire. Voltaire, who, who missed it, but, yeah, that was it. But not a lot with, with Johnny. I, I don't think anything with Johnny. Not a lot with Daniel. Um, and that's troubling, right? The whole point of him being on the field is to create space and to combine... And, you know, I know he's not the passing wizard that, you know, some of the other guys in the league are, or even Polito, but to, to now have no passes to or from Johnny with your center forward is problematic. And he won 20% of his duels. Yeah, it's also not great. Yeah. Also not great. Especially for a guy that's got size. Right. What I will say, um, the plus side is and of course you know there's all these different metrics for how to calculate xg but uh 538 had us at 1.2 expected goals based on shots but 2.1 based on non-shots so we were getting into dangerous positions uh and we you know atlanta by comparison was 2.1 for shot based expected goals and 0.8 for non-shot expected goals they weren't getting amazing positions it was all on the counter yeah and just again Looking at other stats, possession and passing, the team looked stat-wise not terrible except for the finishing in the goals total. So you're right. They got into good spots. They they actually held possession better than Atlanta did in Atlanta with all that going on. So there's positives that we can say are there. It's just that those simple mistakes they got punished for. And, I mean, we we can say that about last year. Because they have goal scorers. Or the year before that. They? Well, they did. They scored three of them. Well, Dom is a goal scorer. Also, too, though, I mean, like you were saying, the ball fell to Fontas in a position to score. It fell to Voltaire. Yep. Nice pass. And then Shelton, not the three guys that you would choose, if you could choose, right. to put the ball yeah. on their foot. Yeah, definitely not in that case. But in that one play, they had like five opportunities in the box, and none of them went the right 
person at the right time. <laughs> right. An old-fashioned scrum. That was the first time I realized that Daniel Shalloway was nowhere to be found in the first half. Was when all of that was going on, and it didn't. Look, I didn't even see Daniel in the mix or anything. It hit. It almost hit everyone except for Daniel. <laughs> yeah, the one guy who probably would have had a chance of putting that ball through there. And uh, as far as Dom Dwyer goes, I, we can't do this whole podcast without mentioning that Fontas made him look good on that play. It was. It looked good. I know. Apparently, MLS called it a golasso, which we will not do on this show. But he was bad. The rest of that game, Dom was bad. He looks like he is bad at soccer, and that needs to be said. I would also point out that uh, David here should have been on the coaching staff, so Fontes knew that Dom only goes to his left. I just don't understand why you would ever let him cut back in. Just play him to his right. He'll play the ball out. He, he can't play soccer. Maybe he did know that, and he just made a mistake or slid on the stupid turf or whatever. I don't know. But it, Dom had his one chance. He put it in, so you got to give him credit. No, I, I do not. I will – because I will sit here and say, because we talked, like, Daniel didn't have a good first half. He had a much better second half. But any forward scores one goal a game, they, you can look, hey, they didn't, they weren't that bad that game, even if they didn't play great for part of it. You can say the same about Dom. He pretty much sucked for most of that game, except the one time that he actually had a chance to put it in, and he did. Well, but that's what that was my point, was he had multiple chances, yes. and he didn't. Going back to David's guy, Shallowy, 72nd minute, Russell played a ball back post at Shallowy, kind of karate kicked, and uh, it was bound for goal, but blocked by the defense. So, you know, if that had gone through, different game. Yeah. it's The more we talk about this, it's not changing my opinion still. I know we've said that the chances were made, you know, the expected goals were there, but I still am worried about where goals are going to come from. Am I, am I wrong about that? No one else has this feeling? I mean, I think we'll. I think we'll score. One, Kyrie's not going to be our striker all season long. Uh, two, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta's not as bad as they were for large parts of last year. They finished the season right. strong once they hired an actual coach. Miles Robinson is a top center back in the league. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they're not a, an awful team. No. Um, you know, losing on the road to them is not. It's it's never great to lose. I'm not happy we lost, but it's not a bad loss. No, I, I agree. I just, I am a little bit like the, you know, the fans of Sporting KC that we don't like where it's, I'm demanding us to be at the top of the table and, you know, MLS gets gets better every single year and I'm just, you know, there's a lot of really good lethal scorers and attacking midfielders out there in this league and I don't know. I'm, I don't know if we're, if we're at that level again this year. Well, I mean, Gotti Kinda being out did not help, of course. Right. But uh, we've got new guys coming in. Rossell, you know, in an important position offensively and defensively, getting acclimated too. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, not easy. I, I'm not, not going to give Yuri that little bit of leeway or on that, but he's <laughs> he was all there. He was there for all preseason. Right. But he's still. been here before. He knows the system more or less. It, and Peter did nothing but talk up how he was integrated from day one. I mean, like. At, the first day he had to figure out where the hotel was, and after that he was fine. He was just like he was like there. But so, you also stated that he was in the Orlando slog or whatever you want to call it for years. So yeah. it takes a while to get out of that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's it's good. We, I like Yuri. He's a great guy. I just am not convinced he's going to be there all year in that spot. But I wish him well, and I hope he is. I hope he's a superstar because that means well for sporting. 
But going back to Cody, we do have people still coming in. We have Gotti out. Uh, I, you know, Peter played Roger in this game because, you know, it's first game of the season, he's fresh. But maybe next game he's playing Felipe, who's a little more offensive. We'll have to see how that turns out. I, there will be some goals coming from the midfield. And if they can get some goals from the midfield and some from set pieces, Johnny and Shallowy can put in some goals. I do, think, I do think we'll probably see a lot of Felipe Hernandez this year, not just because he got in the first game, but he was also taking corner kicks. So I, I think he's – I do expect to see quite a bit of him. Yeah, here's my call for midfield at home next week. Voltaire at six, Duke, Hernandez. That's what I want. That's not what you're going to get. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, though. no Duke today. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, hopefully we get to see more of Johnny's. I mean, he, what he, I mean very limited time. What um, minute was that sub? We were all predicting it would be like the 87th, but it was before 78. that. 78th. 78th, okay. Um, yeah, I think I said 85th, so I think I was closest, yay. <laughs> but he he looked interesting. I think he, you know, once he figures out the team and players and the league and speed and all that stuff, he looks like he can do it. Yeah, he's going to make a lot. He was making a lot of really good runs. Yeah. You know, he was trying to combine with guys. Like, there was one uh, play along the right side where he, he tried to play a ball through to Johnny Russell, and it went out of bounds. They just weren't on the same page. But once they build that chemistry, he's going to be great. And I'm really excited to buy all the Johnny's to Johnny merch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like If you're that. in Kansas City, will make a lot of sense. And then when you wear it on a plane somewhere else, you're going to – it won't confusion. It doesn't work as well in print though, because the names don't look anything alike. That's why it'll work here and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if the team starts to make merch, I want a cut. If that's my idea, I'm going to trademark that right now. <laughs> How do you know it's not already in the works? I mean, plausible deniability. If, if it takes three weeks to show up, we're giving proceeds to the pod. David doesn't need the proceeds. We need it. What's <laughs> another corner of this game we haven't covered? Who hasn't been scrutinized that deserves it? Well, a lot of people, of Tim. course, saw in our comments during the match thread or uh, railing on Zuzi. You know, he got beat for that third goal. But, he looked uh, a little slow. Uh, he was a little behind on that third goal, but that's to be expected, right? That's just nothing <laughs> new. That is how that is going <laughs> to go for us this year. And opponents know it. Again, I don't think Zussi is supposed to be our speed guy getting back for right. covering stuff. <laughs> exactly. I think that's supposed to be Izzy and, and Dinbe. I mean, that is the question, though, right, is that we were susceptible to getting hit on the counter, and we have been for years, and it's part of the style that we play, right, is that when we end up having the vast majority of our team playing in the offensive half of the field, as soon as the other team wins the ball back, all they have to do is put one through, you know, lob a ball through, and then you're in a 1v1 where, you know, or a, or a or a, you know attacker just up against Johnny or or Tim while uh, Zeus is desperately trying to catch up. Well, convince me I'm wrong. Is that's Atlanta's game, right? Well, I mean, Atlanta led the league in possession last year. I'm not sure that they were just a counter team. Yeah, you know, but it's troubling against a team like let's say Salt Lake, who has some speed um, and no real talent, and might just hoof a ball through. Um, you know, or some of these other teams that just want to bunker and counter. You know, I could see it. You know, as much, as good as Seattle is, and I'm sure they'll have plenty of possession this year. 
Seattle has a great back line, and they've got a lot of speed up front. They can, you know, Jordan Morris, even with two bad knees, is still faster than Zussi. <laughs> and so, you know, I have some fear that they'll draw us in, teams will draw us in, knowing that, like, if, you know, Shelton's on the field, he's not going to be particularly dangerous, and then they'll just be able to, as soon as they win a tackle, just launch a counter. Or when we go down a goal and have to be pushing forward the whole game. Yeah. We should send Jordan Morris and Zussi camping together. <laughs> because because Zussi would eat him. Zussi's going to eat him, yeah. <laughs> so Caden uh, was not in the lineup no. at all. He wasn't on the bench. Okay. I think they figured somebody else would fill that spot if needed. Um, again, I'd, I'd have to go back and – because we, we – as soon as the game was over, I basically got on the presser. I haven't even looked at replays yet. So on the three goals that Sporting gave up, the first one was a mistake in the midfield. They got caught out of position because it was a bad pass that should not have taken place. The third one was a counter, correct? Mm-hmm. What about the second one? Was second it a counter? second one was essentially a counter. Or was it yeah. a mistake off – was it a mistake where they got caught in position? I mean, I, I don't remember that one right now. So I'm Well, it started on the left side. They won the ball or and then uh, – Fontes and Dwyer one v one. They found Dwyer, and it was, was a, it. it was a yeah. lost ball again. Okay, so that one that one was kind of a, uh, a like you said, lost ball, a mistake, a counter with another mistake on top of that because Fontes could have played Dom a lot better. So, so one of those was a true counter, and that's when they were pushing up to try to score a second goal to get a tie. Correct, or am I thinking well, wrong? Well, I'll pull up a replay of the Dom goal, but I thought that was a diagonal switch to Dom that put him in a 1v1, which is... It was yeah. off a counter, basically. Yeah, yeah, more or less a counter. Yeah. You know, and then the, the third goal was a counter, you know, yeah. just a long ball through. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, state... I'm not trying to create a narrative here. I'm trying to remember and so I can really think about it correctly. Yeah, it was just a ball from the midfield that... Not quite a full diagonal, but... And then... But, I mean, that also goes to the first two goals, in my opinion, are uh, even coming off of a midfield mistake. I think they, Fontes has a lot of accountability on both. Certainly the second one, you know, he gets juked out of his shoes for his, by the corpse of Dom Dwyer. Inexplicable and, and frankly, indefensible uh, because that man should not be on a field, let alone scoring goals against anybody who's professional. Um, I'm sure he could school my children. But Dom sucks. There's no, there's no two ways about. It. Dom is a bad player. But even on the first one, and Thad, you and I talked about this during the game, when that ball went through to Araujo, Fontes was there yeah. and could have shouldered him off the ball. And on a play that you know, worst case, you get a foul just outside the box, where you and know a that, that's a hard, maybe not even a yellow. If it's a shoulder to shoulder, like you don't have to hack him down, but. But it's also a potential red. Yeah. If he takes him down in a way that the ref sees it as a uh, denial of goal scoring opportunity. Sure. But, you know, he was in a position, they were, they were shoulder to shoulder. So any sort of contact could have thrown him off balance. You don't even have to necessarily foul him. Don't go to ground. Don't hack him down. But, you know, more jostling, more, you know. Yeah. And, and the worst case is probably that you, realistically, the worst case is that you give them a free kick that, it's going to be impossible to score to get up and over a wall from that distance. But you probably just either throw off a shot, you know, or you win the ball back. Yeah. And and I think both of those, Fontes has a substantial amount of culpability on. I, and, yeah, I do think that he could have probably done something there, but 
I'm going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there is that he may have been worried about getting that dog so at that spot and getting a red. Because if he takes him down in the box, it's a penalty. If he takes him down outside the box, he can get a red and get kicked out. Well, that and he played – he was one of our best players last year. Yeah. And I, and I also believe in Issy quite a bit as well. So I guess that's just where my – you know, oh, a couple bad plays on defense today. But, I, yeah, my, my focus was on the, the attack, front of the midfield and the attack. And that's why I more focus on was it a, a true transition moment or was it the mm-hmm. midfield screwed up and put him in a bad spot again? Yeah. And that's where we were a lot last year was when they had what people will say is a counter or a transition goal is more the, the we gave something up and now you're scrambling because they are supposed to be in certain spots. They're supposed to be moving to certain spots so that they can play the possession game. And when somebody makes a bad mistake in a, in a really bad location – Boom, you're going to look bad no matter who's out there defending. Looking at that first goal Atlanta scored, I don't think Izzy and Fontes communicated very well either. I think that might have been a bit of a factor too. Okay. Do we need to do we need to linger on on a, a loss and overanalyze week 1 things, jump to conclusions anymore? we need to really linger but I'll ask the question if they had went there and lost 2-1, 1-0 and it wasn't a couple of counter potentially goals, do you walk away and say yeah okay we lost to Atlanta and that sucked but or is it just worse because it makes it look like the defense is bad like it had been in sometimes in the past and the fact that it was Dom, Dom yeah. Dwyer <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think 2-1 would have been a lot better. Yeah. So many teams give up a third goal when they're pushing forward for the for equalizer. But is that is that a good name for him though? Like Dombey, you know, combining Dom and Zombie. <laughs> no, no, because I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I will. A say, lot of I, things go over your head, Cody. <laughs> I don't think that we were three-one worse than them. I don't think that we were substantially worse than Atlanta. No, definitely, I agree. definitely not on the road, home opener, seventy-nine million. Fans or whatever they had. I don't think it was 79 million, but a lot of fans for sure. Yeah, I had to give you a reason to correct you. I, th- I, th- I think we've done enough to like talk people, the Cauldron Facebook page, off a ledge, haven't no. we? Well, <laughs> no. I think oh, well, that brings us to another new segment we've got this year. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just dramatic readings from Cauldron Facebook. Were there good ones this week? Well, I'm, I'm going to take some liberties with this one uh, to make it, to fix some grammatical errors. <laughs> But to make it legible, <clears throat> Voltaire should never play another game for SKC unless there are so many injuries that it is a must. He's a midfielder. The lack of field awareness, effort, chemistry, first touch, shooting, and passing ability, along with tackling, is laughable. I've seen high school freshmen better than this French player. I've mentioned this numerous times last year, but the love that people have for him that have never even played at a collegiate level for him is beyond me. Watch the game in full again. He must be one hell of a practice training player because he looked like he didn't know where he was going to be come game time. There's just a bunch of things in there that I, the, several things that I don't get. One is I don't know this this mob of people who are vehemently defending Voltaire. I don't, is that, I've never heard anyone exist like that. And two, I definitely didn't see what this guy saw of it being that bad. 
I rolled my eyes that he missed that shot at the beginning, but man, like there were some blatant mistakes from other players on the field in this game, and I don't know that he was one that I'm yeah. that I'm up in arms about. If, Nobody if, played good, obviously, but I think if you're gonna like pick a player to blame in like a, you know numeric order or something, he is not in the top five. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't Yuri or Fontas be like your first two? Like if that you would be really upset at watching this game, guys, I would think guys. The segment is dramatic readings from Culture <laughs> on Facebook. It's not logical takes Cody's from people. Cody's not who getting <laughs> stuff today, is he? It is not logical takes from Culture Come Facebook. Come on, Cody. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I like that. That was a good good week one there. If you could uh, edit in some Barry Manilow or some like, just nice you know, music over the background, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, so we'll find, okay. some, we'll find a free Barry music Manilow <laughs> I'd like to request. I don't know if Barry Manilow's people are litigious or not, but <laughs> we'll find a we'll find a free a free music bed for that one. I think. Yeah, I would not trust that one at all. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, it was week one is in the bag. It was uh, it was fun watching with you. We'll see if we can keep this up this year. Yeah, this and and for the record, we actually all watched together, although a couple of us were late, but one was the really late one. I'm going to mention Cody's name. I tried to hit up the 39th Street thing, and it wasn't that cool. If anyone missed it, it wasn't. You were looking for chicks. It wasn't that good. For anybody <laughs> saying that we're shills for the club, Cody's criticizing <laughs> yeah. a big event that they just threw. Yeah, that was, that was kind of annoying. Oh, and I'm also supposed to mention before we leave that Robert did pay his fines from last and then week. some. Yeah. And, and a couple future fines. <laughs> Which will find a way to like fine him extra, I guess. <laughs> can't like bank fines. I think that might be a fine in itself. <laughs> We're just going to call it a donation. It's not you can't you there can't you pay future fines. You just okay. donate it a little more. At some point we need to actually, you know, codify these rules. Yes. We need to have a maximum a maximum tier of fines so fines don't get get out of out of hand. Yeah, we don't like Are to we go like start, really high. It's more start finding dramatic posts on social media. We're going to find those people too. Streamer revenue. Oh, there you go. man, if, if I thought... If we could. <laughs> I'll just start sending this dude a Venmo request. <laughs> if, we could, if we could find comments on Facebook, we wouldn't have to work again. Watch him find us in return for using his uh, IP. That's <laughs> what I was worried about. Well, so next game is a Saturday home game against Houston. Old friend coming home, Pablo Nakamura. And Jimmy Nielsen. Did you just call him Pablo. As a reference to when you called him Pablo like three that's weeks what, that's ago. What I was, that's what I was making <laughs> sure there. <laughs> Way to cover yourself, David. <laughs> yeah, he, he already had that plan, trust me. 100%. I had, to, I had to set you up to get the shot in at me, though. I had to ask you about it. So at the time of recording for our podcast right now, Houston has not played yet. They play later today against Salt Lake in a toilet bowl of a game. Uh, so we don't know how good or bad Houston will be. but They will be bad. That's my guess. Think they'll be better though? With no. Naga and not this early in the season. Do you think was there anything about Naga's time at Swope Park that inspired you that he could be successful as a head coach? Oh, we're ending the show with, oh. with Nagamura hate. I love Paulo. I do. I huge fan of him when he was a player. Was there a single thing that he did as coach of SPR that was confidence inspiring? I don't think that any coach of SKC2 is set up to show well as a coach. Good point. Mark DeSantos didn't seem to have problems. Neither is Houston, though, either. 
And he's been so good as an MLS head coach. <laughs> well, but, that, but that's my point. He at least had a sample size where he was yeah. reasonably successful at a lower division. Nagamura was... Well, he had multiple bad. sample sizes of other... Dos Santos was successful at every place that he went. He was... It was probably a shame that he wasn't an MLS coach already. In fact, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he was borderline offered an MLS job, and then they kind of, like, gypped him out of it. But I'm not sure if that's true or not. That sounds right. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it is. And he also didn't play the sporting style. But Naga's been bad. Naga was really bad. Do we even know that? I'm not, like, disagreeing because I didn't watch that much of, of that team. No, but, no coach of SKC two is really coaching. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like they're like novelty coaches. They're not even coaching to win games, really. All right, Thad, I'm putting this on the record right now, and we're gonna play this podcast back at the end of the season. Okay, Benny Fieldhaber, my guy, my original guy, prior to Daniel Shallowy being my guy, Benny Fieldhaber will win more games this year with SPR slash SKC two than Naga did. In yeah. any of Naga seasons. Yeah. You want to know why? Because it's a different league. It's MLX and X-Pro, and they're playing teams that are doing the same thing of developing players, not USL Championship, against teams that have 20, 25, 30-year-old players who have played in MLS and Championship <coughs> and Brazil and et cetera. That's an excellent point. That's <laughs> that's a terrific. Point. That's a really key point. To this why? Right that's a terrific point. Well, that's a really key point. Why? SKC two and Naga did not have a lot of success. Should other we just end this on a high note with Thad being right and doing something good like that? <laughs> no, I'm always right. Actually, no, I'm not always right. I'm not going to be that person. I have two comments to make before we close out. We, if we want to do something else after that, that's quite cool. But uh, one always thanks to the band in arms for the music. We always have to give a shout out to them. Fellow and podcasters have me drinking. Oh, wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and two, th- this is a downer, so we might need to find something else. Oh, well, up. you should have done that one first. Come on. Um, condolences to Rob Thompson, who had a family member pass away. Um, I don't want to go into any, I don't know a whole lot about anything oh, other of course. than that. Fr- so. Friend of the pod. We love Robo around here. Yeah, so Robo, I. Don't think you probably listened to our pod, but just condolences and we wish you well. And if there's anything we can do, let us know. <laughs> that does, the mic picked that up. You tried to sneakily tell me that, but David, why don't you just go ahead and say it? So we're recording in person, and that means that you don't have to listen to my terrible audio uh, from Zoom anymore. So if you guys like our podcast, please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you don't like our podcast, you can let us know on thebluetestament.com or you can tweet at that Cody, though, uh, <laughs> and let him know what you think. But please don't say mean things about us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. It helps people find the pod when we're highly rated. It allows them to search and listen to our wonderful takes and not the wonderful takes of other competitive podcasts. Yes. And thank you to everyone who listened last week and did go review us. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, because... Uh if you have, if you do have suggestions for what we can do better or different, etc., let us know. But and we did this one right after a game, right after the press conference, after the game. So if this is a thing that you like, let us know. If it's a thing that you think we need to go back and think about it more, let us know that too. All right, how's that for transparency? There, there, we're taking the audience along with us here on this ride as we figure things out. Hey, we are never claiming that we are 
most talented professionals in the world, but we are improving and getting better every single time. And I, I do think that we're honest about this, and I think we try to give different takes so we're not like all bandwagon or all hate. And it is the best Boarding Casey podcast. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. All right, gentlemen. Until next week, best morning. Anything to shake this, but I'm